This is a data privacy detective, and today we're going to take a trip to Colombia, the wonderful country of Colombia. And we put, we have with us today uh, Angela Maria Laguerra Moreno. Buenas tardes, Angela. Thank you. Buenas for tardes. Good, good afternoon. Now, you are a real data privacy specialist there in Colombia. You're certified by the IAPP as a an information privacy professional, and you uh, you got your law degree there in Bogota, the capital, and uh, also have an LLM from uh, Tilburg in in the Netherlands. So you're very qualified. You have clients you deal with all the time about the issue of data privacy. So thank you for joining us, uh, Angela. Um, Colombia has had a data privacy law for at least eight years or so. Would you tell us about that? Is that law 1581? That's what I've read. What is it? That's right. It's law 1581. It's, uh, it was enacted in 2012. Um, and, uh, but we have uh, a past in, in data protection. Uh, from 1991 in our constitution, uh, this uh, data protection is a fundamental right uh, and it's written as such. Uh, and also in 2006, uh, there, there was uh, enacted uh, a specific law for financial sector, data protection in the financial sector. And then some years after that, uh, law 1581 was enacted and this is a, a general law uh, for data protection in the whole country. So that covers uh, all sectors and we'll talk about that now. The, uh, who's, what, what does it really govern? All businesses, is it more than that? Uh, who are the responsible parties that, that must protect data privacy? Yes, uh, actually it, this is a, a general law that covers all the industries, uh, all, all the people that are uh, processing data and that tries to protect all the data subjects. So we have like three main uh, characters, I would say, uh, the data subject, who is the one These who's are the people. protected. Uh, we want yes, our the, privacy. Okay. Exactly, the individuals and only individuals are uh, um, protected by this law. So it does and, not cover business data that does not deal with individuals. It's personal data. It's only personal data, exactly. Okay. And uh, we have the, the responsables, which are the controllers, uh, which are the ones that are processing the data, that collect the data, process it, and do all kinds of, of, of processing and uses of the data. And uh, the other, our other character from of the law is the encargado, uh, which is the processor, uh, who is the, the person uh, or the, the company that is, uh, that is in charge of processing data on behalf of the controller. Could it's be very a, similar uh, to could be a payroll company or an accounting firm or anybody who's processing the data of other people. Exactly, exactly. Okay. It could be a, a call center for um, for whatever, for having a, collecting money or uh, whatever it is. Whatever it is for the control. Okay, and, and what? Look, let's talk about the basics. Is it a lot like the GDPR? Uh, take consent, for example. The, does someone have to get prior consent to collect uh, someone's personal data? Yes, and, and actually I, I would say that it's kind of different to GDPR is uh, because our law is really consent-based. Uh, 
consent is almost the only way of authorizing uh, the processing and collection of data, of data, of personal data. And there are a few exceptions to that. One is um, if, if the, the data subject gives like the, an explicit consent by, by its conduct. For example, uh, let's say if uh, we are in a meeting and I give you my business card to you, uh, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not saying I have no, I have your address, uh, I have your consent. I don't need exactly. to sign a form, okay. Exactly, but uh, it's it's very very specific and very few few exceptions. The other exception uh, that is uh, very important in these days is the um, uh, emergency uh, health or uh, state of emergency in general, uh, which is an exception for um, requesting the the consent, and it's been used in this uh, whole, whole um, COVID. 19 um, situation. Well, it could be a car accident or anything where the, the individual needs uh, medical attention. And that, that's exactly, exactly. For example, if you go uh, to ER or uh, whatever, they can, they can just take your data and then uh, if it's an emergency, they can process them uh, without your consent. Use the information. Okay, and I, since you brought up both medical information and, of course, financial information that preceded the, uh, the law of 1581, uh, does Columbia treat that as sensitive personal data and then something like a business address may not be so sensitive? Do you have the two levels the way you see it in Europe? Yes, uh, in the law there are, there are very, uh, several types of, of data. We have uh, private data that is uh, like a uh, the one that it's on, only concerns to the data subject. I don't know many many things. Uh, you know, like uh, what uh, TV shows I watch or what's my favorite food and uh, all those things. Um, there we have semi-private uh, data. The, mm. This is a, a concept that I think it's very particular, and it all these data that that are um, from the private sphere of the data subject, but uh, there's like a, a general interest or at least uh, some group of persons that need to know this information in order to, to perform their businesses. For example, um, your, your debt um, behavior, if you pay your debts, if you have a, a good financial behavior or not. Uh, it, in principle, it's something that only concerns to the data subject. Like a but, credit rating uh, agency. Yes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All this, the, the credit And that's uh, called semi-private data. It's semi-private data very and it's very, yeah. yeah, and it's difficult to define. Uh, people struggle to know which, which data are semi-private. Uh, we also have sensitive data that uh, it's the to answer to your question that is all this data I think it's very similar to our other jurisdictions uh, which uh, can if it's misused can be uh, used to discriminate uh, the people and let's say examples like uh, re your religion or political affiliation or health uh, health information is also sensitive information uh, and biometric uh, data is also sen sensitive information. 
Very important in Colombia. You uh, had a 60-year civil war, and let's let's hope the, the peace holds uh, there. But uh, I, you're saying it's really that's very sensitive because we want all people to be treated fairly and to have their privacy respected by Colombia. That's right. That's and what? Who enforces this in Colombia? The the Data Protection Authority is the superintendents of industry and commerce. You used to um, work with them, so you have yes, <laughs> I did. I did uh, work for them. Uh, some years ago. In no, and what powers do they have? What, let, let's say a business uh, violates the law. What happens? Uh, they have um, two types, or I would say, yeah, two types of um, of powers. One is they enforce the law by, for example, uh, issuing orders or instructions, guidelines, guidelines that could be general uh, or instructions for a specific business company or a sector saying, for example, retail, you have to do, your recommendations are this and that for retail companies, uh, but they can also uh, do investigations, investigate the, the companies and the, the uh, persons that are that are processing data uh, in they are called administrative investigations and they can uh, impose fines that are uh, that are up to um, I would it's like um, in US dollars it would be like uh, five thousand five hundred thousand dollars well that's serious money then this this may not just be a little slap on the wrist then yeah, and uh, actually, the superintendents also has the power to close businesses, to close operations, or to suspend operations if uh, these companies are um, violating the law. Uh, so, repeatedly. in your experience, with are businesses taking this seriously now in Colombia and trying their best to comply? I think we are in this moment. We are in a transition uh, because. For the first years, uh, let's say from 2013 to 2018, for the first five years, the law wasn't very known to, to people. It was like, a, a, I would say, like another obligation to comply with. Mm. And, and the companies were not taking it very serious. Obviously, many companies did, but not in general. And um, for this, these past years, the, the superintendents have has made a lot of effort for trying to encourage people to take this seriously. And uh, many companies have, uh, I, I would say like uh, almost all the companies have already in place policies and uh, their own guidelines and many things and they have uh, consent forms, but they didn't actually comply like in real life and in the, in the culture of the company um, it's been difficult to implement the data protection culture. And I think this, now in these uh, recent years, or this, I would say one year or two, companies are trying to go from compliance in paper to actually try to the comply. real compliance. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Real There's compliance. a big difference, isn't it, to having a policy and actually implementing it? Yes. Yes, yeah, and 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 you see it, and and we see it all all every day in our in our business. The, they consult a lot about this, saying, "Well, look, we have these things in place. We have the data protection policy, and we have uh, some things that in 
you know, like in the web page, but our people, uh, our employees don't know anything about this and we, we now want to comply, actually comply. You're probably seeing more training and uh, other things to really implement the, the law. Exactly. I, I would say that that it, they try to, to do uh, now the to comply with the accountability principle uh, is to demonstrate that they really are doing the, an effort to have a culture of data protection in, in their business to day to day business. Very good. Well, let's take a, let's take one sector and uh, take a little deeper dive. Let's take it the education sector. What are, what are you seeing with data privacy? You're, ta you're talking about the information of children and teachers and all sorts of things. Take education. How, how does the, the law play out here and what are you seeing? What are the issues? Education is a, it's a very good example and I think uh, it's the sector that uh, is right now struggling a lot to, to try to comply, like to do the real compliance and to, to have accountability in their uh, in their practices and this uh, I would say it's uh, triggered because of the COVID situation hmm. because uh, all the education here in Colombia we are still in, in a lockdown and we've been in lockdown for more than uh, three months now and we're recording this in early July of 2020 so this is uh, I don't know if you're at the peak yet in Colombia but this is the the big split, the big uh, incidence of the pandemic as we talk, uh, correct? Exactly, and we are not yet in the peak, so it is expected that next semester uh, for the fall that you would say that we we'll, we don't have seasons, but for September or August uh, and the rest of the year, many many universities, schools, and institutions are going to be online. So it's uh, online, and so all this information about people now is all online suddenly. So how 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 are they dealing with it and what, how, what are you seeing? So what we're, what we're seeing is that uh, all these institutions are really concerned now about uh, data protection. Um, they all have in place their policies and their guidelines uh, and their consent forms and they uh, have uh, their consent forms for teachers, for uh, the students uh, in place, but they are are dealing with some trouble to try to really have a culture of data protection because uh, when you have all this, the, the education is running on, on platforms, you have many, many risks that That's you right. need to deal with. For example, the, the, well, the fact that you have a platform that you do not control at, or you do not necessarily control. Uh, and for example, let's say uh, my son, for example, he's uh, two years old and he, he has his kindergarten classes via uh, Zoom. Uh, but you need to know that it's, it, it has to be a, a safe platform for uh, recording, for having, uh, taking images, voice, uh, that it's uh, hacker, free or hacker safe um, yeah. and uh, also in and it, it goes for all the levels because in schools and you have you're dealing with the uh, underage and also in universities you are having uh, lots of situations in which data are being collected uh, the lessons are recorded um, there are uh, you have you are recording voice you are recording video uh, and uh, people need to 
to be compliant with data protection, not only the institution, the university, but also students, also teachers, uh, and, and they need to know when they are collecting data, when it is personal data, when it's sensitive data, and how to, um, let's say, stretch, but in the good sense, the or, or to amend the policies that they already have in place, because there are things that they didn't contemplate in, in, in the beginning, for example, doing all this virtual uh, education, and they need to go back and revise all their their documents and see that they are compliant with with the law well it's a great example because uh, you know i think we everybody in the world would agree we have of all people we must protect children who uh, I, I assume child uh, information is sensitive data in in colombia yeah that's so. that's that's right well let me ask you one last question this is a great tour of colombian law but is, is, is this going on throughout Latin America now? What is the general approach that you see throughout uh, South America? What we've seen is that um, from, I would say, 10 years from uh, 2010 or maybe a little bit earlier, uh, South American countries started having uh, data protection laws, uh, but it's not it wasn't general until I would say maybe last year, uh, Ecuador, for example, enacted its law, uh, Panama enacted the law last year also. Uh, and uh, all I think maybe all of them and also Colombian law, we are very European oriented in terms of the data protection law. So we look a lot to, to Europe, to GDPR. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't say there is a general approach, like a Latin American approach. What you have is similar is that everyone looks like a, to the same uh, model that is Europe. And um, there are also some cooperation network, for example, the Ibero-American Data Protection Network for, um, for I think it's, uh, I would say it's for changing opinions and for trying to enforce the law in a, like in a harmonious uh, way, uh, but not necessarily in a, I, I, I wouldn't say there's one, like one Latin America or one South American uh, data protection law or, or, um, or one, just one uh, orientation. Um, but we go like in similar, similar ways, sort of. Well, uh, I would say an exception approach to controller and processor and consent and some sensitive data and so on. But some differences, like you mentioned, the semi-private data that may be peculiarly Colombian. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah, there are some some um, some some particularities. For example, Costa Rica has some things. Some authorities have um, fi uh, the 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 power to impose fines. Others don't. Uh, some, uh, for example, Chile has an advanced uh, law and they are enforcing it a lot. Uh, but in other countries, law is very new and. Um, we we are not like in the same I would say in the same uh, level of data protection all over South America, uh, but trying to get there, hopefully. Well, Angela, thank you for this wonderful tour of Colombia and beyond. Uh, we really appreciate your 
being with us today. Uh, any last uh, advice to uh, businesses and others listening to this about Colombia? I would say um, that the, the main the main issue uh, really here is the the accountability principle and also data breaches that we we could have uh, another talk about just data breaches, uh, which is uh, not only for national level, but uh, for international uh, well, that's level. That's a real hot topic everywhere in the world, and you're seeing that, I'm sure, in Colombia, every other country is. Yes, it is. So I, I think um, these are like the main issues, and um, I take the opportunity really to thank you, Joe, for this invitation. I'm very glad to be in Privacy Detective Podcast. Um, it's it's very exciting to be here. Muchas gracias. And this is the Data Privacy Detective signing off. And as I always do, remember, protecting your personal data starts with you.